in sigil. Oh, Frakes. Marinade. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meat soup. <laughs> I am Spider Man's face. <laughs> and Terrence. Well, like I was saying before, the slice of life anime is basically the same in America as the true crime podcast. They're the same genre. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't pull that off. Yeah, no, it's not just come from that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm no. not going to weigh in. I've already given my opinion on slice of life anime and anime in general on this show. Yeah, well, you're incredibly biased. Also, and that's never stopped you before. There's <laughs> well, I'm, just... I'm I'm learning some self control. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or crippling stomach pains. That's the that. Whatever. Oh, so, God. so we now know what happens every time he has to like. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right yeah. back. The meat soup is just running right through me. The chicken is trying to escape in a big way. Well, for those who aren't us, you <laughs> <laughs> have no idea what we're talking about. Frank's marinated his chicken and then uses the, the marinade <laughs> to make to make his sauce for his dish when he cooks the chicken. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> That's only the first part of it. You haven't tried it. No, it's just, you don't do that. <laughs> I am not wasting pineapple juice, soy sauce, you and teriyaki. need to reevaluate some things. It wasn't wasted. It was a delicious marinade. It served its purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but if I could repurpose it into the sauce, it is integral. Don't make it do another thing. <laughs> it's got to do two things. There's if frugal and then there's dangerous. <laughs> hey. Tomato. I got no tomato. Don't throw away that tomato, by the way. I got a sauce. <laughs> I, I have God. no defense to that. Uh, oh. But now I'm thinking that perhaps I should just use a, a smaller amount of marinade. Because mm-hmm. I was planning, you know, I just dumped the bag, the Ziploc bag <laughs> that I marinate my chicken in into a pot and Wait. bring it to boil. Wait. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, boil? No, 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 no. The chicken is separate from the sauce. I boil the sauce independently to get rid of the salmonella that is accrued from sitting in the chicken. <laughs> Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> I was going to say, do you rinse that bag out and save it? Reuse it. Rinse it? Why? I just use it. What I'm actually surprised is, is when he's uh, soaking it, why, uh, you know, like after he gets done soaking it, pulls the chicken out and puts another chicken in there and uses the same bag with the sauce in it. Over like a cup, like five days. It's four four times. I use the same bag about four times before I throw it away. And then right before he throws it away, he mixes in like a cup of uh, warm water and gets a straw. (laughs) Shakes it up. I got to add some other things in it. I can't just drink soy sauce. (laughs) I did picture him as somebody who reaches in and pulls the raw chicken out of the bag and puts it in the pan and then... Fingers to get to taste real quick, and then stupidly goes, "Oh yeah, salmonella. I should boil this before I eat it." No, throw it away. I've had to stop myself from actually 
licking my fingers after. Oh, he'll be all right. Him. He'll just stick his hands How under the water. How are you alive? Mm. We've I often mean, there's, asked. There's people that say, you know, you should eat your food raw. Yeah, but they're, I think they're talking about vegetables. Um, <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> or, that it, or that idiot, the liver king, who, oh my God, surprise, surprise, he was steroids. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> what? Are, are that really... muscular guy was juicing? <gasps> <sighs> nope, just pure primal living. <laughs> Get this off from chicken titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, his was eating raw liver and shooting heroin. Directly into his butt cheek. <sighs> like, how do people fall for grifts like this? I'll never understand. People are gullible. <laughs> yes, I don't know. People just want to be fooled, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just want it to be true so bad. Like, don't get me wrong. I want weight loss to be easy, but I've never actually terribly been terribly fooled by diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never did try that pill that just made you shit yourself. That was... Uh... <laughs> I drank that cut. No, the uh, the gas with oily discharge weight loss pill. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, that was that was the I can't remember the name of the actual pill, but in the commercial, you know, it's the the happy people losing weight, and oh. then it you get your list of here's all the fucked up shit that's gonna happen to your body since it can't absorb fat anymore. Yeah, we're and, a man uh, pond. Some users may experience gas with oily discharge, and then it tries to move on. And I was always like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Let's finger it back to that to that line real quick. Elaborate, please. Yeah. Oh, oh you don't know when this happens. Just, like, I fart a lot during a day. Got to uh, use the Bernie Sanders finger wagging gif. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I never make sure that I'm in a safe location to pass a little gas, but if I have to worry about a bunch of oil slipping out of my butthole, <laughs> I don't know if that feels for me. Oh, my God. There's a doo-doo slick in my drawers. <laughs> what was that, Mahogany? I said just slip sliding away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I play solitaire app on my phone whenever I'm doing my laundry or waiting to start my day. And um, every time I end a game, before I start a new game, there's an ad, usually 30, 15, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Recently, there's been this long running stretch of three minute unskippable ads for Oprah's weight loss gummies. <laughs> where you burn fat while you sleep. So sick of seeing that ad because not only is it un- a three minute unskippable ad, the volume of that ad jumps up like 10 decibels. Oh, they do that everywhere. Like every, every radio station, every TV station, every everything cranks the volume on ads. Well, when I was uh, working at the radio station, my, f- my first gig was uh, where I got to produce was I would go to shows and after the shows, sometimes during the shows, I would shove a microphone in the drunk people's face and, and ask them, you know, what they thought of the band. Um, I remember that gimmick. Yeah, it was called I Heard They Suck Live. And the, the gimmick was is that they actually didn't and everybody would talk good about them. I just ended up talking to a lot of drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> My first one, I'd never produced anything before. And, uh, and Amy goes, you need like a hard, like, you know, something to get their attention at the start of the of the segment so that they're not, you know, if they're mid-conversation or something, they'll stop and, and tune in to what you're, what you're doing real quick. 
<laughs> my shit wasn't subtle at all. Bong, bong, bong. She was like, oh, that's, a, that's a bit much. <laughs> well, that's an attention getter. Yeah, well, they're looking. She's like, not that they're looking. To, they're not looking for good reasons now. You know uh, what you should have done? You should have just carried a gong. Yeah, and then hit the gong with the microphone, and then put Ugh. the microphone in their face. Oh, that sounds painful. awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Now Christ. that was fun. And then the, the morning guy who who's passed away. Since then, he wanted me to be the guy out on the street that like hassled people, you know. And I wanted to go. Thought he was Howard Stern. Yeah, he wanted me to be out there, basically attempting to get beat up every morning for his <laughs> show. And I wouldn't do it, so he never talked to me again. And then he died. They were like, "I'm so sorry, you know." Tom Bolt died, and I was like, "I'm not." Terrible dude. His death has not changed the fact that he was a real dick to me uh, when he was alive. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh! So uh, there, I don't think I heard anyone with anything good to say about him. <laughs> he was a real asshole. Cool, cool. Just riding the old. I'm a radio DJ. He's where I got the get out your dollar bills and holler if you're horny because uh, <laughs> radio personalities around here even back then definitely didn't make a whole lot of money. So his second job was he was a strip club DJ. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terrence, what was that laugh? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I've seen a picture of him. Like there's this. He's like anti-horniness aura. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like a strip club DJ. Yeah, I was about to say, have you seen many strip club DJs? They're there because they can't see naked women otherwise. He wore a kilt so that people would have to ask him about his kilt so he'd have something to talk about. Ah, clothing in lieu of personality. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Well, clothing as a trap to be abused by the personality. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when I was uh, first moved out into my own and was able to like make all my own choices I came to realize I didn't have much of a personality myself so I attempted the outrageous clothing in lieu of personality um, still didn't work oh. well, people could see all your feather boas and giant hats it was it was velour tiger stripe bowling shirts Holy. <laughs> not even joking <laughs> we uh, need I, pictures. <laughs> I, I have been asking all my old companions and friends to send me any of the pictures from back then, and they were like, "Nobody took pictures of you." <laughs> oh, they did. <laughs> they didn't save them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the loudness of the clothing yeah. overexposed the pictures. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's good. Trilby hats, (laughs) handcrafted deer antler cane that I carried with me. Oh no, you were oh you were that guy. I was that guy. Yes. I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) I I had a a hand carved cane with a deer antler handle that a guy who made those made it for me. Cost me seventy five (laughs) bucks. Um. Some people can pull off a cool cane. I think I met Satan once. Uh, and that guy had a cane. I mean, you know, if you're Satan, you may as well. Yeah, I was uh, 
I was going to see Stained at did some Daniel Island thing with um, Frank Caroline, and we pulled up in this weird back parking lot because we got there late, so we had to do the, the park in a weird place and walk pretty far. <laughs> and out of the woods, this old dude showed up, but he had a cane that had like snakes and shit carved on it, and he just goes, "You guys want to see a magic trick?" And we were like, "Yeah." <laughs> And he did magic for four minutes. And he said, all right, y'all have a good day. And then he walked back into the woods. <laughs> what he was waiting for was for you to say, can you teach me? And he would say, for a price. For a price. Uh, <laughs> I think he just got lost and he meant to come out at a crossroads, but now he just felt a little embarrassed. Oh, like, oh uh, well, there's a strange well, couple there. Magic. <laughs> we should, uh, let me show him some magic. <laughs> They won't tell this story 20 years later. Wrong. <laughs> we got your number, Satan. We're watching you. Yeah, likable guy. Decent magician. <laughs> I mean, you have to be in that kind of profession. Like, I think it requires, it, it attracts a certain type. <laughs> the devil. Likable guy. Decent magician. Affable Lord of Lies. <laughs> he got a kindly face and a scary cane. Goatee, not as pointed as you'd think. Seems like the back of a book. On the back page to get people to buy it. Somebody buy that he, book. He had a a kind face and a scary cane. Yeah. Yeah. I'd buy that book. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm currently listening again through the Driz Duerden R.A. Salvatore books. Um, I turned it on and 20 minutes into it, I was unconscious. So oh, like, those fight scenes will get you out. This wasn't even a fight scene. They they were just walking. <laughs> and, that was delightful. Uh, it was perfect. It's exactly what I need for my pre-sleep audiobook. <laughs> pre-sleep. My immediately immediately go to sleep audiobook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My let me tune out the sounds of the ghetto oh. audiobook. I listened to a Miss Marple audiobook. <laughs> I grew up with a TV in the room. It's like I have to fall asleep with the TV on. I I can't just lay there in darkness. Even with an audio book, my mind still runs wild. It's just like even with a like, I guess Jesse must have fell asleep like minutes after he turned on whatever it is that woke me up. It it was an anime. Oh, much much I don't want to talk about it, but it's such a stupid premise. Uh, about this guy and this girl that get switched at birth, and then for some reason they get have to be engaged after they find out the truth. And couple of cuckoos. Yeah, I guess it's um, it's what? decent. <laughs> Again, like it's is it most, loud? <laughs> it's not loud, really. It's bright. It's bright. There's a lot it's, of uh, you know not very tense personal drama. <laughs> yeah, very low stakes. Yeah, it's she fell into the trap. <laughs> I didn't lay that trap. Terrence I know set that trap on its own. But yeah, do not recommend. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was very heartwarming. You didn't watch it all the way through. Uh, I did watch it all the way through. I let it play all the way through. I just the whole series. Twenty-four episodes, right? Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, just good. Just like I was too lazy to get up for 24 episodes. 
Well, you know, that's you know, twelve hours. Yeah, almost twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> I might have skipped a few episodes while falling back asleep, but mm. uh, it doesn't seem to change much between episodes after the initial cast is introduced. Um. So yeah. I mean, you, you probably missed the number one ranking uh, student and him had a rivalry. And no, she would only part. go out with him if he beat her 10 no, times. I saw, yeah, I saw that part. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't make any time for those three episodes of Willow that are out, huh? No, I totally forgot. Mm. Also, Jesse was sleeping on the controller. That is really the main reason why I couldn't turn it off. Move. Why are you so nice to your husband and so mean to the rest of us? Because someone has to absorb that blow. <laughs> With the rest anus. of the world. <laughs> <sighs> Takes out his aggression on the entirety of humanity. I, I'm not good at internalizing anger, but I can damn it up for a while. Mm. <laughs> Redirect? Yes. Comes in one end, comes out at you. You're the hydroelectric energy force of emotion. (laughs) The Hoover Dam of anger. (sighs) Yep, my house is entirely powered by it. Okay, so where do we live? (laughs) I was hoping I would remember through all this this banter, but uh, I don't. We're in sigil. I know we're in sigil. We had gotten to sigil. That's exactly where we're left off. Very little. That's what happened. Mm Yeah. We made it to Sigil. We did episode 100. Now we're just you know, regular old 101. Yep, now you're going to learn a lesson. What's that? I College don't know. Of course, 101. Yeah. Fucking, what it sounds like when the guy brings a metal cup with ice in it to uh, audio <laughs> recording. <laughs> and doesn't uh, wear earphones. I've been doing it uh, this yeah, long. We, we've noticed. It's part of our audio scape now. It's 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 a it's a Raiders of the Lark trope now. See the echoing yeah. feedback. Yeah. yeah, the echoing feedback. The uh, the 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 clanking glasses. The me telling incredibly not landy jokes. Um, you grossing us out somehow every fucking week. I don't get it. Was that a general you, or was that directed at Frakes and his? It was specifically sauce? directed at Frakes. <laughs> oh, the marinade sauce. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, how did I fucking gross you out this week? Oh, right. <laughs> Duck dicks break off. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <sighs> so we're in uh, sigil. Yeah, you're in sigil. Stuff happens. Uh, there's a fight, and um, see you next session. No, ah. Oh, last time we ended up in sigil. <laughs> yeah, that was the end. Yeah. Okay. So you arrive in a filthy back alley sigil after saying goodbye to Marcus the Man Cat, Cat Man, whatever. The the, the middle aged the middle aged Cat Boy. He looks like someone who would listen to that song for sure. Huh? And sing it out loud. Cat Man Do. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. It's a song. Cat Man Do. I thought it was is a that, city. Is that Bob Seger? No. It might be Bob Seger. Who knows what Bob Seger sings? I grew up around a lot of drugs. I don't. I don't I'm know. not 70. I don't know anything any Bob Seger songs. 
Just, just movie references from before that time. <laughs> I, I'm a cinephile. I'm not an audiophile. It's different. I know. It is Bob Seger. Mm. All right. It's Cat Stevens. <laughs> but, huh? Cat Stevens also saying Cat Mandu. No, he's saying Calf Mandu. That's song. the same word. Yeah. Well, Bob Seger misspelled it then. Because it's just spelled Katmandu. How many times can we say Katmandu? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just letting you do it. <laughs> Stop letting this happen. <laughs> Sorry. It's a Nepalese city. Oh, God. Why'd you have to go there? I hate it when people say Nepalese. Well, how do you say? It sounds so dirty. <laughs> Only if you mispronounce nipple, weirdo. She said nipple. (laughs) Quick, give me a tug on my nipples. No. Just pinch my nipplees. Anyway, um, so you arrive in a filthy back alley. And so after saying goodbye to Marcus, the the middle-aged cat boy, you are on your own here in the city of doors, looking in every direction, the city curving out and up. And all on all sides. Oh, I remember where we left it. Jeff was in the process of saying he was going to cast Ears of the City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask for specifics whenever you can. That never came out of my mouth. Yeah. Was it the last city then? That must have been the last mm-hmm. city. That was like eight episodes ago when we were actually yeah. in another city. I've never done that here. Yeah. Well, on this character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me clarify. <laughs> Let me gee this butter. Um, Guess we need to inquisit and find where we need to go. We're, we're heading home. Yes, that's our plan. As far as I know, that is your plan. Well, I was, I was trying to be in character to ask the rest of the party. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Nobody has anything else in sigil that they want to accomplish. I mean, yes. this is the first time any of us have seen this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like the most hopping, happening place in the universe. It has connections to everywhere else. I feel like uh, my character would be a bit overwhelmed. Your character feels a bit overwhelmed and disconnected. This yeah. place has almost no natural biorhythm other than the sentience that live here. The ground beneath your feet, it does not thrum with the uh, the hum of uh, underground life that the, uh, a typical forest or even a city has. There's Everything here is dry. Everything here is manufactured. Everything here is uh, imported from somewhere else. The only plant life you see is a sort of um, a, a grayish, blackish looking creeper that hangs off some structures. Uh, the leaves are heart shaped, but you can see that they are also incredibly hard and sharp on the edge. And it's not a not a good first impression for me, I'd say. We were, we were hunting for vile people who had nearly destroyed a town, and 
I'm also a bit uh, curious. I'd like to get back and see if there's anything I could do to uh, dissuade that group of blighter druids from continuing their work. I don't know what someone like me would do in a place like this. The the streets before just uh, the street before you while you guys are chit chatting. Um, it's not filled. It's not super busy, but there is uh, a small amount of traffic here in this in this um, darker alcove of the city or that you've entered. Um, another person teleports or transports in from the stone arch that you guys step through. Uh, a person like just covered in like uh, cuts and bruises, uh, with blood trickling out their nose. They seem overwhelmingly relieved to finally be in the city. They take a deep breath of the air. And he's like, and like, oh, fine, uh, and begin um, and hoof it out of the street. Past wait, wait, uh, hang on, hang on. I ain't got no money. He turns around. No money. I will offer to heal you with it for uh, free. Out of the goodness of my heart. What's your you seem, angle? You seem incredibly wounded. Yeah. I, I Apparently, the, some idiot walked through the portal there and riled up the crowd with some sort of bloody music. And whenever he left, whatever spell he cast on him broke, and they got real mad. Oh, well, then you'd be happy to know that this man here owes you this healing already then. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of monster would do such a thing? <laughs> he's like he suspiciously slowly walks up to you and says alright then but if I think you're casting something dangerous or if you're trying to curse me I I have my ways you see, I pull out the, the wand of cure light wounds and... see <laughs> great a stick <laughs> yes a stick and you get back. Oh, wow. That's nine hit points. That's max healing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you see his superficial wounds begin to close up. And, you know, the, his suspicious face softens a little bit. And then he says, well, thank you, friend. And then he backs away while looking looking at you the whole time until he disappears around a building. And you Wait, your like, bill. I forgot to give you your bill. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't worry. It is itemized. The clop, clop, clop of footfalls as he runs away. Hurry up! The mark is leaving! Eagerly, his wallet! Oh. <laughs> Eagle comes back just carrying the whole pants on. Base pants. Base pants? Uh, so, yes, but the street this guy is running down is like moderately is somewhat busy. Like, it's got like a few carts going down. It's got some foot traffic. This place, this part of town, you're guessing is not that great. Everyone seems to have the strange, stra same strange, suspicious air about them. Mm. Look at which way this seems to be the flow of traffic. Uh, mm. It seems to be coming from both ways, but mostly it seems to be coming from, um, I guess, the left. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking like you know like when you go into the um going into any major city and stuff the flow of traffic you can kind of notice the main routes you'll see people going back and forth on the main routes and not Jacksonville <laughs> you see more people coming from the left but they are less uh energetic it looks like mostly 
workers coming home from uh, a long day. Does there seem to be a place uh, a uh, going towards center? a marketplace? Let's see. Uh, I guess I guess you're gonna have to ask directions. So give me a, a diplomacy to gather information. Jeff oh, cast this. ears of the city. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that there's a marketplace. <laughs> I do not assist. I assist. Wait, we're assisting Jeff. I am. Oh no, 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 no! Someone else is the better yeah, dip- no, diplomat. Assist, assist oh, okay. me. Assist sure. me. Because I get a. You... I, well, I mean, I've only got a plus six, but uh, hmm. I guess we had. Hmm. But to gather information I, is a plus. I seven. do assist. And I rolled a fifteen, so I'm at twenty-two before they help. All right. I have um, my kindly old man face. No. <clears throat> So yeah, you uh, you do all right. You um, you ask some uh, some some pointed uh, questions. You manage to not look like a completely rube, a complete rube, <laughs> which you can tell people here are kind of got their eyes peeled for suckers. Yeah. Yes, everyone here seems to be just very interested in finding suckers. Um, they tell you that they are in fact on the you. You are, in fact, uh, not that far from the market ward. But, but they turn back, like, they thumb back over the shoulder. However, you're going to ha- have to go through, mo- back, to- back through the hive if you want the fastest way or through <laughs> the long way through the city to get back around. You, they tell you you are in the, the lower ward. Mm. <clears throat> Do we want to sightsee the city? take in the the monuments and architecture actually that's not a bad idea um if he uh, and just uh, and let me just run this by by real quick um first of all i hear hive and i'm thinking okay worst part of the city obviously yeah it is indeed um, the worst part of the city that's it, from, from the context clues yes worst part of the city <laughs> were the and, words scum and villainy thrown in there indeed yeah but my idea is let's take the roundabout way as we're going kind of pick up on people's conversations maybe with perception checks to kind of hear get a feel with the different areas people you know haven't you know conversing about oh yeah let's go over here blah 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 and kind of kind of get a feel for what's going on where without trying to look like rubes by asking hey where can i go to go pick up blah 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 all right Listening Actually, out I, tips. I think I might be looking at the map wrong. You are exactly on the opposite side of the <laughs> of the city from the uh, from the uh, market ward. My bad. But either way, you can avoid the hive or take the slightly longer way toward the mar- market ward. Keep our eye out. Crepe shops and boba tea huts. Slightly longer way, please. Mm-hmm. All right. So from the edge of the hive into the lower ward. Um. Here you see that there are um, a, a lot of well, as you guys are doing your traveling, a lot of well-established kind of uh, industrial outfits here. Uh, like you can see that this 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 part of the city is, in addition to being the norm the normal kind of gloom that the the grayish buildings kind of cast over everything, there is indeed a haze of soot in the air here. 
as you approach the foundry district, you pass, let's see, um, you pass what appears to be a, a massive temple that is in ruins, but still busy. Uh, <laughs> as you go by, finally you get to the place where the, um, there is a lot of like industrial businesses. This is uh, the, the foundry district, according to the information you got. But by the time you guys reach the foundry district, you uh, are have been accosted by at least two or three uh, lantern wielding uh, for the urchins, I guess is the best <laughs> way to describe them. Offering to be tour guides, city guides, anything you need. They can help you find portals. They can help you help you do anything you're looking for, friend, for the right price. You can strike out on your own, or you can take advantage of one of these touts. Um, we we know that it's all a big circle. Yeah. <laughs> so we can just keep walking straight to avoid having to pay out urchins unless both board wants. Well, to. it's a it's a circle, but it's a pretty wide circle. Like mm. it's, it's yeah. a t- the in, you're like the inside of a tire. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Well, I, I think I think we should walk. We should just walk it and sightsee at first, right, to get a feel for the place, and maybe come across uh, a place that we might want. Because I, I guess we're pretty well rested, right? The the voyage here was. Yeah, well, beside that last like kind of um, desperate march through the border, uh, the gate town. All right, uh, and and maybe just by walking, we could figure out you know where there's portals that could get us back home or. Uh, a place that might look inviting to like a tavern or something in this city that we could go inside and get some, some more information from or. Okay. You um, well, actually, you see a bunch of taverns in the foundry district. There's in fact an entire row of them. But those are most likely going to be workers. Lots kinda... of workers. Yeah. Lots of workers and craftsmen seem to, um, to, to be out and about here. So the air smells of soot. The air area. smells of soot and fire and, uh, charcoal. Um, Terrence, yeah. I have the um occult skills unlocked. Of course, the, you uh, do. there's well because I got a level in uh, psychic ability. Got um there's a gate finder um thing that uses perception and it lets you find soul gates. And soul gates are pretty much equivalent to like the portals. Okay. But it kind of lets you know, like, <clears throat> you can detect various alignments when, depending on what your alignment is. The harder, the, the more different the alignment is away from yours, it's a little bit harder to detect. And then, uh, didn't use, there's like gate finder, which is perception. And then there's gatekeeper, which uses a knowledge planes check. Once you're aware of a soul gate, you got a DC 30 knowledge planes check to open it, to know how to open it. Oh, okay. Well, those seem to be very useful skills for the area. Actually, you probably could make some extra money in the city if you actually have both those abilities. Yeah, there. Yes. I mean, it's, it's part of the occult skills unlock. Oh, okay. Let's see. Um, what was your question, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, be aware that I can actually um, can detect gates. Okay. 
Well, there's a lot of gates here, and you can see that like along the way, you uh, see some gates advertised. You see some people um, going into small little businesses or, or stalls, and occasionally you'll see someone like just buying information. Like it seems to be a a brisk trade in the knowledge about the gates as they move open and close around the city. Uh, let's see, you you realize pretty quickly that your gate is fairly narrowly defined. You're lo- you guys are looking for a, a, a very specific patch of the material plane, which is, by your own planner knowledge, enormous. Right. <laughs> Almost infinite. And... <laughs> Right, because the material plane encompasses the entire universe. Yes. Of, like, physical material. Yeah. Every star, every planet. So we're going to have a very difficult time finding our way back home. Yeah, luckily... You're very, it's very rare to find a portal that leads to open void in the on the material plane. Portals tend to crop up around magic, and magic seems to be centered largely on habited, habited planets. So, uh, I just wanted you to know that I can do that so that while we're going forward, because I'm, I'm still saying we're going towards the marketplace, okay, that seems to be the better place to go. We'd find more stuff there. All right. Well, if you don't stop drinking the uh, into the lower ward, then you move into the ladies' ward, which uh, is the larger of the the largest section of the city. This part has um, the more prestigious businesses, lots more temples, lots more wealthy neighborhoods, and of course, lot lot a lot of civic infrastructure. You pass several enormous structures. Um, <laughs> You, your, your travels lead you by uh, a park, uh, a, uh, a fenced-in park that is not too far from a massive prison complex that is heavily guarded. There's uh, old towers here, castles and uh, palaces, basically everything, everything in every style from every world and storybook you can imagine has been brought here, reproduced here, and a lot of shit you haven't seen before. The By this time, you guys have noticed that there is a specific subset of people that no one molests or talks to in the city. They are strange, robed figures um, with blue skin. They float slightly above the ground, and when they speak to each other, there are they don't make any sound, but pictures appear in the air above their heads. Like uh, complicated pict- pictog- pictographic languages. And they seem to be in charge of like maintaining stuff. You see them repairing roads, uh, patching walls. You see them occasionally uh, tearing down buildings and uh, blocking off streets like that. They're everywhere here in the city. They keep to themselves, and everyone leaves them alone. Let's go bother them. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, I imagine it's got to be very difficult to whisper when your Mm -hmm. whole form of communication is visual language above your head. Um, You're guessing that they 
they don't really have too much problem. Like you actually, you can figure out what they're saying to each other, but it takes a minute. Like their language is entirely representational. Everything is a picture puzzle. <laughs> like uh, like those little puzzles on the inside of a Mickey's wide mouth lid. Mm. Yeah, got those. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess the only thing I can really think that you guys would like. <laughs> Fascinating. But yeah, you move through the prestigious parts of the city. Like again, here they uh, the you get there are less overtures for your business because you guys are scruffy adventurer types, and most everyone here is extremely well dressed. As you move into the nobles' districts, and finally, after uh, hours of walking. You arrive at the Great Bazaar, uh, a place, a marketplace beyond compare, beyond your imagination. Dozens of city block, blocks large, and that's just where you can tell it is from your, your standpoint. There are tents, stalls, little businesses, like everything here is portable and, t- and like mobile, but some places look like the tents have been up for a long time like they're pretty well established so basically anything in the multiverse you can think to buy is here somewhere if we don't have a lot of loot (laughs) if only we had a lot of money well we did actually we have those items that um we kept so we could sell when we got here oh yeah it was those items that were like a couple of firearms, a couple of suits of armor that were going to be well well worth. They were high high amount of money compared to the amount of what we would have got from the captain. And you said you were just going to give us a mount by yeah, if yeah. we found a place. Yeah, go ahead and make a I guess diplomacy or um, what is it a praise? Give me give me both. Give somebody give me a praise. Someone give me diplomacy. All right, so my diplomacy is plus seven. Is anybody else? Better at that? I got a plus eight. Okay. Um, so I will roll for diplomacy. I'll assist her then with diplomacy. Appraise is minus one for me, so we don't want that. And I got I, can, a, I got a plus 11 appraise. I'll assist the appraise. All right. I got a 26. So with the assist, mm-hmm. you did you assist? Yes, 22. I didn't roll so great. Mm, that's not bad. 22, that was the diplomacy? Yes. Mm-hmm. How about the appraised? 26. All right. Okay, so you guys begin moving through the stalls. You find a place where the weapons are busily being traded and uh, weapons and armor and things are busily, busily being traded. And after shopping around for a little while and bargaining pretty hard, you guys come away with um, an additional 8,000 gold from the high quality uh, items high quality and rare items that you have managed to sneak aboard sneak into sigil with Ooh, eight thousand each no oh, <laughs> two thousand each okay uh, I, I know that at some point in time there'll be four villains here that don't know what to do with all their money <laughs> and we just take their money you guys are a little early <laughs> it's, it's a lot like those old video games where you have your one character like <laughs> Uh, a stash. A stash in the world for your new character to go get. Yeah. Or like in Warcraft, you used to just mail stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember how you got my bank all. 
you have to you used to have to do it in EverQuest is you like uh get your items that you want to drop trade to your alt. You have to find like a, a very un untrafficked location in the city, drop a bag on the ground, <laughs> log out, re-log back in as the character you want to have it and hope nobody stole it between then and that. <laughs> oh man. It was shit. That's intense. <laughs> That requires planning. You got to make sure that both your characters are in the same area. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to get the one that was receiving in the area you were dropping off. <laughs> but yes. <clears throat> All right, so we got some gold. You got some gold. Yes, I would like to go shopping. All right, you go shopping. The market doesn't seem to close, you find. Nice. Right. There's, there's no day and night really here in Sigil so far as like hard, like hard times. Uh, everyone seems to be on their own shift work or their own Aww. schedule. Like some areas, like the light seems to dim sometimes, but it's never terribly consistent. So... <laughs> The night, the night market here so far is called the night market because it's mostly dimmer. <laughs> so, quick question: trying to track information down from where the, to either seek the portal we're getting out of here, or uh, I mean, it's going to cost us money or a favor. Mm. So the the question here is, are we willing to kind of look for work that might, uh, because I don't know how much it's going to cost for us to track down our portal to get back out of here. So we might need to find a, um, what do they call it? People, um, information broker, kind of find an information broker that might be able to get us where we want, but it's probably not going to be cheap. So I don't know if we want to spend all our money right now until we find out what it's going to cost or are we willing to trade a favor to get that information? Well, go ahead and give me uh, another diplomacy check for gathering information on your own to find out where we need to go or what your options are. Okay. Well, that's not me. What, What are you rolling? Diplomacy. Uh, diplomacy. Gather information. Uh, word. Uh, that's better. If somebody wants to... I can give it's... a plus two. Alright, also... so that... You also? Give a plus two. Alright. So that is a 29 then. Alright. Um, very motivated. Uh, you find Ryan has quickly insinuated herself into the local gossip scene over the course of your journey in the day. Working that knowledge, nobility, <laughs> gossip scene, gossip right. rags. <laughs> and you find out, yeah, you have basically three avenues to pursue. You can um, basically try to, if you, to, to earn money, you can uh join one of the several mercenary outfits um, here in the city. Uh, They're usually independent and work uh, either in and out of the city doing places, uh, doing, doing tasks for money. Uh, It is the quickest one 
the join and probably the most steady pay from what you can tell. Option two, if you have money, you can look for an information broker and they will basically use their web of contacts and informants to find what you're looking for as far as the portal you're seeking. And option three, you see that there is um, a very big pavilion in the, in, in the, uh, in, in the market ward where there are young upstart guilds. They call themselves adventuring guilds, but the, it looks like they're trying to avoid the stigma of working for the more cutthroat kind of mercenary work. They are looking for people to join in and basically uh, support their network of some of them refer to themselves as heroes. Some of them refer to themselves as treasure hunters. Some of them refer to themselves as explorers. But there's a lot of little bit of little 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 outfits like that. Then you're guessing this is probably the the longest route to take. <laughs> that won't that, but but probably won't leave you destitute by the end. I like not being destitute. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea that they're not just strict mercenaries. Because there's a difference between a mercenary that's willing to work for anybody that's willing to pay them. And then there's adventurers. If you're kind of looking at it from a heroic point of view, they can actually choose what quest they would like to take. And I mean, if that's the route we go, that might be a better route. I was going to choose option three because you used the word pavilion and it sounded fancy. (laughs) (laughs) In in my mind, mercenaries tend to mean soldiers for hire, like an actual warfare is what my mind thinks of with mercenaries. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to be in somebody else's war. You know, that's how you lose a limb. I like the adventuring treasure hunter kind of vibe more so. So let's let's kind of go over that way and kind of listen in to get a feel for the different groups. And then we'll see which ones we think fit our morals and ethics. All right. Morals and ethics. <laughs> After going over like just the general like vibe of all, all around, you seem to you find the three most popular and most probably well-established are um, the three guilds that are most well-established and have the most representation and probably aren't scams because you're guessing some of them scams. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Uh, absolutely. uh, The Order of the Sacred Map, which seems to be focused on planar cartography in specific, like they are... You're guessing that they're probably the information gathering arm for some other uh, planar organization, or maybe just sell what they find to several planar organizations. Uh, the second guild is called the Candle in the Dark, which seems to be focused entirely on altruistic kind of work. They are, uh, they are. Basically, you can tell just from their bearing how they behave around each other, and of course, the religious symbols that they wear are 
mostly good aligned folks uh, that are trying to, to 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 combat evil across the plains the best they can. Monster and the hunters. Well, maybe, uh, but mostly that they they appear to be like they're there to to battle evil in all its forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third one is called the Questmen Guild. And the Questmen Guild is basically adventurers for hire, but on, um, but they they are they aren't entirely like uh, mercenary. They they vet their their missions. They they tell you they tell you they're not going to send you on anything that is a death sentence. They're not going to send you on anything that's going to violate your morals. They are here to make sure the, to match the right team to the right quest. Hmm. Which one of those out of between the candle in the dark and the questman guild seems to have the most like uh monstery hunting extermination kind of vibe to them because that's what i'm drawn to okay that would probably be that would probably be the candle in the dark you see you could tell there's a few seasoned monster hunters among them um they are largely a guild with older people involved or, or or rather extremely much older people or very young people like the 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 uh, the uh, where the idealisms are generally the strongest <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah Brian would probably be attracted to that group the more. questmen seem to have more money on hand so it looks like they they vet not only for like the appropriate skill or necessary uh, qualifications and whatnot, but it, all, it looks like they might vet for um, quality of treasure as well. The the wealthiest looking of the three is the Order of the Sacred Map, <laughs> which you're guessing are get a lot of outside funding. And that kind of strikes me as a bit of a neutral organization, as in they'll sell their information that their adventurers collect to just about anybody. Um... <clears throat> If you ask them about it, they tell you that no, they ha- they they vet who they sell to very quickly, and it's very specifically, and it's always to uh, libraries and other cartography mm-hmm. organizations uh, okay. with interest in archiving. But that's not really an answer. <laughs> you 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 know, right? Yeah, libraries doesn't mean the same thing. They're, they're, they seem to be idealistic, but in that very specific kind of bibliophile, bibliophilic exploration, like they think this stuff has to be explored and mm-hmm. all secrets must be uncovered. <laughs> all secrets must be known. Um, I know Ryan said, basically voiced my same opinion that the candle in the dark kind of fits with us better. Right. So that's two votes for that, but Wolfboard and Wraith, what are your thoughts? I can go with either one. I'm kind of leaning more so for the quest guys, but it's whichever. It's decided then. All right. So you're going for the Candle in the Dark guild? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, wait, wait, wait. Do they have a portfolio of, of accomplished missions that we can flip through to as like a promotional video? Or some sort of PowerPoint that will tell us, you know, more about them as a company. 
You or have that bard, are, right? There are brochures. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> or bards singing their praise for what but they've yeah, accomplished. More likely, more likely it has somebody like a bard telling tales and singing praises. And if that, that seems to be the pitch. All the pitchmen seem to be very skilled in that direction. I was asking if you personally, Terrence, put together a PowerPoint for each one of these so that <laughs> you can have, be more informed. I'll get Noob working on it. <laughs> Don't no. <laughs> it would just be a confusion of genital measuring. <laughs> no, so uh candle in the dark. All right. You guys head over to the candle in the dark after doing a little bit of shopping around, and they are uh eager to see you, and you can tell that they have people scoping you guys out as you come to sign up. Um someone that clearly has the magical abilities, and they're not very shy about it. If they're using a power to detect your alignment, they do not pretend like it's not happening. They uh, they they cast the spell and check you out. The person gives the nod for your group, hmm. and then you are ushered into basically the, the sign-up area. <laughs> um, I, we, I we stare at them. <laughs> we didn't get any information about how much it might cost to find our portal, did we? No, not yet. But hey, well, maybe, you... maybe with them, we'll find it. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Once you're once you're there uh, in the in the more uh, secluded area for the people who are interested in joining, you see that you're among about. Uh, seven or eight other adventurers. Some of them alone, some of them as small groups. A person walks out. This is a a, a one-legged fellow wearing ceremonial armor. Uh, Basically uh, getting around on a pair of crutches. He props himself on on his crutches and stands at attention and says, welcome to the candle in the dark, my friends. Hello. I am Hello. Sir Garrett. <laughs> I'm Sir Garrett. I give you my uh, the rest of my lineage, but it doesn't really matter much here in the city. I'm not from Sigil, as I imagine many of you aren't. What uh, uh, what race is this guy? What uh, species? He, he appears to be human, um, hmm. except. Except for b- both his eyes are sort of golden orbs. Hmm. Uh, the, he, he smiles. You see, he's got a few missing teeth. Uh, kind of a picket fence quality to them, and he's got a thick white beard. <laughs> he's like, but uh, enough about my lineage. I'm here to induct you into the candle in the dark. We are here to. And he begins to outline their mission statement. They are there. Oh, no, it's a pyramid scheme. (laughs) (laughs) A 20-year contract. (laughs) He says uh, they're there to basically um, seek out injustices across the plains. And if someone comes looking for them, they will do their best to aid them as long as the cause is just. Just grab this e-meter. What? <laughs> Scientology joke. Oh, Jesus Christ. Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Sorry. Boo this man. Boo this man. 
<laughs> Jesus, I didn't realize we had so many Scientology sympathizers in this window. <laughs> One of us. One of us. Uh, Sir Garrett says uh, we have but one oath here, and that is to do our best to aid the cause of righteousness. I'm not going to ask you to say it out loud. There's no one here that will enforce it except for the person sitting in your seat. We find it. <laughs> we do have one law, however, if you come under if you come under our banner and begin besperching our name, we will come for you. (laughs) We have nothing but our reputation. And I hope you understand that. So if you're still interested in joining up, the book is over there. Sign in. (laughs) And uh, we'll get you some accommodations if you need them. Because he looks around, he looks around his eyes settling on you guys like, I'm getting a strong feeling some of you aren't from around here. On this plane, we're all homeless. <laughs> uh, the people, Something like that. Uh, several people get up and uh, head towards the table with the uh, the very large book in it. Uh, a couple people think for a moment and then leave. Uh, what are you guys doing? I guess... Uh looking around, taking the feel of the rest of us. We should go sign. Sign uh, in. And I was told there'd be concessions. <laughs> Where's no my Sprite and Sherbert Punch? Nobody said there'd be concessions, but I believed there would be concessions. <laughs> <laughs> I was led to believe by my own thoughts that there would be refreshments. I imagined there would be pie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every business meeting. We've made the decision. Might as well just sign the book. Yeah. And get a place to stay. Okay, uh, you guys sign up, and those of, those who, after everyone has stayed, either left or signed, Sir Garrett says, welcome to the candle in the dark. Um, he reaches, he hobbles over to the table beside the book, and he pulls out a little wooden box, and he uh, says, would you want anybody here need accommodations? Can I raise yes. my hand? Yes, please. We would. And you, you're not the only ones. Uh, a couple, a few, another group of three, also raise their hand. And he says, Whew, "Okay, aha, other hobos." <laughs> <laughs> Stre- stretching the coffers this evening. Uh, Do well, better hobos. <laughs> he, he smiles as he hands out um, a set of keys to each. He's like, it, he, he hands out a, he has a pile of keys. Like, uh, he says, "All right, uh, all right." Who's together with who? I'm on my own. You're on your own. <laughs> Are you not with these people? I mean, I'm with them, but I would really, really, really <laughs> just like one night on my own. Oh, no, no. We don't do bunks. We got, we actually have accommodations <laughs> for everyone. Excellent. We, uh, <laughs> now I can't, I can't claim, claim they're super glorious or anything, but there are enough rooms in any given location. So he pulls out a smaller book and begins thumbing through it and says, ah, here you go. And he pulls out a key ring and hands it to you since you're the one that 
brought it up, uh, Ryan. Does it have a bath? Uh, there is a com- there is a bath house down the street from this one, I believe. You can use. Good enough. Um, this building is a small one, and it's luckily for you, <laughs> not in a terribly bad district. <laughs> ah, he I says, imagine terribly bad districts will, are where we're going to end up <laughs> more often than not. That is who needs the light the most. Yes? You know, you're not wrong, and I respect you for understanding. But you're going to have to double back through the city. Uh, You'll be staying in the lower ward, probably on the edge of the hive. Good. The the neighborhood doesn't look that bad as long as you go when it's dark and you can't see the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) The gray district. You'll be, oh, you'll be over near the mortuary, but it's pretty close to central. Um, I hope you don't mind the smell of smoke. (laughs) <laughs> Some mortuary that cuts corners, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hope no, no. He likes barbecue. It's in the lower ward, so there's the smell of smoke almost everywhere. <laughs> but <clears throat> this is a um, this is a very secure location. It's got iron iron shod windows and a very sturdy door. Here you go. Ah, like my apartment, minus the and sturdy door. It has six uh, rooms, and we may send a couple of extra as we get them. Be on the lookout for that, but don't worry. <laughs> we will send a someone with one of our uh, one of our tabards to know that they are on the up and up. It's like a fantasy Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, will we be getting tabards, or will we just be getting like little little sigil things that we pin on coats or something like that? He's like the choice is yours. We have both. I'll take a sigil thing. A All pen. Right. Absolutely. Sometimes you don't want to go barging in with your colors flying. I'll wear a uh, tabard. Oh, very well. <laughs> I'll take a sigil. You'll want to splash a color where you're staying. Um, <laughs> What's the tabard made out of? Could it also double as a nice warm cloak for an old man? <laughs> well, let's see. We have we have we only really have tabards in um big folk sizes, but it would basically become a robe if you belt it in the right place. I'll take a sigil. Okay. <laughs> it's a good uh, man. What is what is the tabard, the, the emblem? Um, it is a basically candle a candle in the dark. It is basically a candle uh, <laughs> with uh, rays shining out of the top on a circular black field. It's a man walking down a beach, but there are two sets of footprints behind him. <laughs> when the beach gets rough, there's only one set. Oh. He, he, he says, now uh, I'll have one of our folks guide you there if you, um, since I, you're new to the city, aren't you? Just arrived today. Ah, well, we caught you early. Good. This place can wear you down. Be careful of that. I do feel in the uh, spirit of uh, transparency that we should tell you that we're mainly focused on finding a portal home. Ah. Well, 
we're always interested in having members um, on a permanently stationed on other planes, if that's something you're interested in doing. Does, is your world uh, particularly uh, filled with evil? <laughs> we were in the process of tracking down people who destroyed a village. Mm, well, sounds good enough to me. We'll do everything we can to help you find your way home. Um, quick question. Um, since we're new to the city, do y'all have some kind of like a primer on welcome to sigil? Here's what you need to know so you don't look like a rube. Sigil for rubes. I'll send one of the local rounds, the locals round, one of our locals round to give you the heads up on things. Very much appreciated. All right. He, Does the uh, tabard, <clears throat> quick question, this yeah. tabard, um, have you noticed any trend toward wearers of your sigil being attacked in the streets or taken advantage of perhaps a smaller symbol of our allegiances would be more beneficial since I oh, would be the only one wearing it? Back down now. Yeah, the, the tabard looks so well on your shoulders. Of course it does. Everything I wear looks good. Uh, the tabard, he, the tabard, as you're holding it, is uh, black and gold in color. And um, he says, "Well, there are places you probably shouldn't wear it, but they are very obvious as to who they are." However, this city's so filled with guilds, groups, uh, businesses, and whatnot. <clears throat> It's difficult to tell an adventurer from a delivery boy anymore. Hmm. Why does was, that look like a, when you look at the symbol, it looks like a target with an arrow <laughs> stuck into it. Like the ray of lights, an arrow being stuck into this target. Hmm. hmm that's kind of convincing. I never noticed that before, he says with <laughs> an unconvincing voice. <laughs> I do like the color scheme, though. Black and gold is... It's nice. That's a good color. And stay away from that other tavern called a bonfire in the daytime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So did you say barn fire or bonfire? Bonfire. Okay. Because I was like barn fire. Yeah. Sorry. My brain is Yes, eating all that marinade. <laughs> <laughs> all that wet day meat. marinated chicken. You've got botulism in the brain. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry. So yes, after the after you guys get your tabards, your your badges, and the keys, of course, he tells you to wait while he goes and finds someone to to take you along. At but before that, he sets up the other group with their dwelling. Oh, they're not staying with us? Uh, no, there are three of them, and there's only two extra rooms. Now, they can. He asked them if any are willing to double up, and they say yes. So that would really be up to you. If you want a second smaller adventure group living next with you guys, they're they're more than happy to share. Doesn't bother me. Very well. I mean, is this, a, this is a temporary residence for us, then? Yes, it's uh, mostly there, so you can um, settle in, get what, learn what you can. We'll learn more about you and set you up for some missions. Just so y'all know, I don't wear clothes on Wednesdays. <laughs> it's definitely an Airbnb, not an extended <laughs> stay. Yeah, he says, uh, 
ideally, you're going to be off uh, out of the city pretty soon. Um, so yes, the you and the other three adventurers basically are guided back across the city by one of the one of the candle in the darks members. Um, you get a pretty solid primer in the city. They give you some of the common lingo here that seems to have its own lingo, and uh, I didn't really have a chance to bone up on it, or otherwise I'd be using it a little bit more heavily. But bone. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you guys get through, back through the city, it is, um, you're pretty tired. Like, it's been a long day of walking uh, from the, the time you stepped off the boat till you get to this um, narrow three-story building. He says that it has six bedrooms, but you see that it has a few other rooms. It has a common room. It has a kitchen. Um, there is some associated plumbing for the restroom. They tell you that uh, not every building in the city has it, so just feel lucky you don't have to go scraping around for a public outhouse. We have a luxury. Yes, running water. Is it hot water? Can we get hot Uh, water in the bath? Oh, wait, it's a bathhouse. (laughs) No, it is not a bathhouse. There's a bathhouse not far from there. They tell you, um, no, there's no running water. You're going to have to throw your slops. You're going to have to wash your slops down with a bucket of uh, with a bucket of water. And but there's a well nearby. Well, so somebody's going to have to go collect water in the morning. Yeah, we can generate water, or however you want to do it. They tell you the the hard and fast rules of the city. One, do not disturb the daubus. And he pointed them out on the way, the strange robed figures that are doing the um, doing the repairs around the city. You can ask them questions, you can talk to them, you can interact with them, but for the love of Pete, do not do, not do anything uh, that could be construed as an attack on them. It won't go well for you. Uh, two, uh, if you see the Lady of Pain, <laughs> and if, any, if anyone needs that explained, he will. <laughs> Run! If you see the Lady of Pain, mm-hmm. avoid. Again, she has uh, no aura to speak of as far as telling what her morality is. So we don't know exactly what side she's on in the cosmic balance, but we do know that she has godlike powers here in the city and will banish you or just make you sprout in enough wounds that kill you depending on her mood. She is ultimately the ruler of the city. Ruler of the city. She appears at randomly. Random. She occasionally makes decrees. <laughs> Again, avoid. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the likelihood of the Lady of Pain showing up in, say, our domicile? In your domicile, <laughs> low. She okay, is- good. There isn't, a, there isn't a street in the city she hasn't been spotted on at least once, though. Is there a place where the rules, like, are there any rules that we should know about that we might inadvertently break? That depends on where you are in the city. Like, <laughs> Is there a clockwork device that sings out the, the rules of of Sigil, very similar to Dulan, Dulop, uh, Shrek? Unfortunately, no, and largely it depends on how close the city uh, the city watch 
is to you as far as crimes and things like that? Well, I mean, you know, not not obvious crimes, just things that that we may not. Are there any like just odd rules that we should know about? When yeah. someone no was talking, spitting on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no singing before six a.m. I mean, you know, uh, things like that. <laughs> again, most of those rules are confined to the buildings that uh, people inhabit. So, but on the streets, it's basically a street. It's a city. It behaves like a city. It moves. It breathes like a city. Okay. Try to think like a person that lives in a city. New York. Mm. Never heard of him, he says, but I'm sure you're probably right. He, um, he says, uh, I, we're kind of a poor guild, so we don't really keep a lot of food on hand on our properties. There might be some dried beans in a, in a pot somewhere if you need to cook something tonight. However, you're probably going to have to go out looking for food to bring back here to stock it up. Uh, we're in the market. I would no, you're not in the market. <laughs> oh, I thought this was in the market area. No, you walked way back across the city toward the uh, the lower ward. Yeah, basically where we started. You're back almost where you started. Oh, I thought we were still talking to him. Yeah, no, this is the person that that takes 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 you there. Oh, Boy, I wish that had been mentioned before we left the market. No, no, he was telling you this. He's telling you this shit on the way. So if you need to stop, oh, him, yeah. you can't. Yeah, yeah. We'll get some rice and some beans and some lizard carcasses. He says, um, we have a meeting every three days at our central guild hall that we have, and we will send a carriage around to collect the seven of you. Um, It's just, it beats beats basically trying to find everyone. That's why we put them up (laughs) if we can. Otherwise, who knows where people end up. In the gutter. And so the person, after you guys get back there, settle in. The place is pretty bare bones. Roomy, but not ex- not, not exactly exciting. The, the most exciting thing you saw on the way is the, um, is the mortuary. A massive, strange edifice that seems to be surrounded by like lean-tos and shacks and things like that, but that's only on the inside of the building. It, it looks like there is a, a whole subculture of drab, gray-faced people that live around the mortuary. And people still bring dead bodies and things on carts there too, to the mortuary where they um, process them uh, and prepare them for the afterlife. But it, it looks like the the place is run by a cult, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> Your guide tells you that those those used to be the Dustmen, one of the factions that ruled the city. But after the uh, Lady of Pain banned all the factions after that big war they had a while back, they never actually left. They just kept doing the job because they like it, I guess. <laughs> But if you die in sigil, chances are they're going to get their hands on you eventually. That's ominous sounding. <laughs> when can we expect our first job? He says, "Give us a few days. We're still doing. We're still in an active recruiting phase, and we want to make sure we get at least two more days under our belt. You will be doling out jobs or offering them in three days when we pick you up. And so, from that, he vanishes out the door and we end the city." 
leaving you and the other uh, other small group of adventurers there to settle in, pick rooms, and prepare whatever meals you guys bought. And um, we'll pick up from there three days later. And play some icebreaker games. Oh, yeah. So then... <laughs> <laughs> no. Trustfall! You find a strange uh, beige-looking box on a disused shelf. Scrawled on top is the, the, the word munchkin, and uh, underneath, do not play. <laughs> oh, that just automatically draws me in. <laughs> oh, I lied. I, I do want to socialize. Let's play this beautiful game. It is a game where you have to, uh, via collecting the collecting and trading of cards, accrue the largest number of halflings to be the winner. Uh, <laughs> kind of oh, racist. A, it's a slavery game. I, I don't. I don't like that game. <laughs> no rules against cheating, though. So you know you can count yourself if you're a halfling. I still don't like that game. <laughs> There's <laughs> very problematic connotations to that. Let's see how good of friends we all are. Let's play Munchkin and see if we still talk <laughs> afterwards. Oh gosh, uh, Scott was telling like one of the customers about the loudest game ever played at his store, and he, he claims it is us playing Munchkin. <laughs> well, duh, Kevin was well, at the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just by virtue of decibel like, usage alone. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that because as many games they've had people there playing uh, Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Well, Magic the Gathering is always a dull roar because there's so many people playing it when they have events. But like, yeah. we're we on a quiet Wednesday. Game, yeah. We're also in the back next to the bathroom. Well. <laughs> he claimed he could hear us out front. Yeah. Kevin's at that uh, table. Yeah. And he gets very excited during games of Munchkin, as we all do. I don't. I I, I don't. I'm very I, calm. Oh, I shut up, Jeff. Your, your we'll excitement is capital. It. <laughs> you vibrate with energy. <laughs> it, well, that's true. I, I kick over the keep... door. You're like, calm down, <laughs> Jeff. We have to say this every turn. <laughs> All right, Kevin, what are you? Oh, check over the door. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, Kevin. <laughs> you just missed the ah uh, part before. <laughs> I pushed a button. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a plus five. All right. Um, anyway, so yeah, next time, uh, I swear, actual adventure. <laughs> This was really adventurous. We sight saw, we signed up for a guild, we got a place to sleep. Well, we had to set it up so for the next part of it, because I mean, we could mindlessly kept going around sigil doing crap. Doing crap until you got in trouble. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for one of those uh, side adventures to kick off where a random NPC walks up and goes, you look like hardy adventurers. <laughs> My wife's family sword was stolen by a bunch of planar ogres. Well, I was waiting for that, too. I was waiting for as we went around the city, half the city, I was waiting. It's like, this is the perfect time for him to just have someone, hey, y'all look like perfectly good people. I need y'all's help. Never happened. Then we get around to the marketplace. And it's like, yeah, man, okay, this is left to us. 
<laughs> how many times I've wandered around cities and nobody's ever once asked me for an adventure? Every uh, time no. I've wandered Every around time, the city, uh-huh. <laughs> except for that devil I met. Go to Atlanta <laughs> and walk from one end, uh, one street to the next, and they'll go, "Hey, can I have a cigarette?" And I go, "You can if you do this adventure for me." No, no, no. <laughs> I don't <want> to <laughs> must accomplish these three tasks. <laughs> I'm not trying to give out quests. I want to be asked on a quest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make everything a quest if someone asks me questions. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> can I have a cigarette? These riddles well, absolutely. But you need to do these three things first. But first, I need you to decipher this treasure map. <laughs> I do the first. shitty. I do the shitty Bilbo. You know, like what's in my pocket? And they're like, "Can I get a cigarette?" And I'm like, "Sure, you can." What's my name? <laughs> and Is it's you? the simplest name on the planet to know, and nobody's um, ever gotten it. I think the next time somebody comes up and asks me for some spare change, I'll be like, mm-hmm. first. I need you to raid the graveyard and destroy the undead that are crawling from the ground. My basement is filled with rats. You see? There it is. Yeah. I'm to say that's easily a fifth level quest. Franks has given them. You just skip right over the rats are in my basement well, quest. Franks could also. That's actually a good one where he's like they, they're asking for money. You go only if you can tell me how much exactly I have in my pocket right this second. Oh, let's like, let's make pockets. a deal. Just, uh, just, I, I like to prompt somebody to go into an extremely dangerous <laughs> situation. <laughs> I need you to go wedgie that cop, and then I'll give you a For <laughs> well, the price a, of one small misdemeanor. <laughs> I'd feel real bad if I got someone killed over a cigarette, especially since I don't smoke. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, will get, I will give you free room and board, and, and if you no. do this one thing, no, and that is go pickpocket that police officer over there. Oh, that's just <laughs> evil, Jeff. I need, no, I need a tell can somebody, of for these bland fries. I have a family heirloom that's locked up in the mausoleum. I need you to look for the name Henderson. Break in there and bring me what you find. <laughs> I, I guess I just really want somebody to break into a graveyard for some reason. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. Every, all of your quests from all yeah, of Yeah, I just realized that. Thing. I need the ashes of my forefathers. So, guys, we're opening up a new restaurant. What should our theme be? The mausoleum. <laughs> breaking into a graveyard to get a pizza. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty cool gimmick, actually. You have to Where go you get through the a meat haunted from. house. That could be a really good pizza. Uh, the also, the dead. mausoleum. Or a really Tombstone good pizza. House. Yeah, you just we just sell tombstones. <laughs> it's not delivery; it's the undead. <laughs> You're telling me I went through this whole haunted house for a fucking oven cooked pizza, a tombstone? It's the gimmick, oh, man. God, you sell like the stuffed crust. What are you crying about? <laughs> yeah, the stuffed crust is the worst. It is this, the worst. This girl that we worked with, she she had she was having her birthday party. And we all knew because she wouldn't shut up about how she was going to have to throw on herself this birthday party to the point where she made these really looking awesome looking invitations. And, you know, um, she's all dressed up like a fucking princess and shit like she's 10, but she's, you know, old enough to be a bartender at a, at a bar that I work at, worked at. Ooh, so we show up thinking that this birthday party is going to be like 
you know, the house is going to be, it's going to be like walking Whoa. into a whole magical world. Nope. <laughs> it was a whole magical <laughs> I think I've told world, this story sure. on here before. She had one fucking Tostitos pizza. <laughs> like that was the food. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> Spent all their budget on costuming. I was like, just let me know to eat beforehand. You said there'd be food here, not your leftovers. <laughs> there so will be food at my party. Who splits the Tostinos? Not me. <laughs> is that my pizza? Or is this for everybody? Because if it's for everybody, yeah. I'm not eating any of it. That's just yeah, a tease. If, if your whole pizza can fit on a single plate. Yeah. Why did why did Totino's go into that weird rectangular shape? It's upsetting. No, I'm very mad upset. about it. <laughs> like, I like it where the cheese pools in the middle of one of those pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good for that pooling. Anyway. No. <laughs> also, something to mop it up with. I used to have the perfect cast iron recipe for a Tostino's pizza, which I was forced to come up with because my oven broke and I didn't have the money to get a new oven. <laughs> and uh, I do not own a fucking rectangle cast iron <laughs> for when the oven breaks again. This is just a, a blatant attempt to sell to- toaster ovens. That's what this is. This is I was going to say they did it for the people who are uh, oven poor but toaster oven rich. <laughs> <laughs> they just ah. fucked over all of the people who are oven poor, period. <laughs> uh, college students. They have a toaster oven in their dorm. Do they? That's what a microwave's for. Uh, yeah. If they I have to have choose microwave. which one I have, it's going to be a toaster oven. Oh, yeah. Like, microwave just does not make good food. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you have to roll that Tostino's up and <laughs> pretend it's a shitty burrito. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will say, though, you can't pop Rubbery. popcorn in a toaster oven. I'm sure you can find a way. It catches the bag on fire. Yeah, but you also can't go buy see, an already yeah. cooked Tostino's pizza at a gas station. You can get a bag of popcorn that's already made. That's true. Yeah. But then, I mean, if you want to find, like, you could find a way. Like, you get yourself one of those little pie tins, and you put your put your shit in there, and whatever, you know, your popcorn <laughs> in there, and you just watch it and make sure it doesn't burn. Oh, See, I, I like popcorn because I throw it in the microwave, press the buttons, go take a leak, come back, and it's ready. That's... Lazy, for, yes. For you, I can completely understand it, <laughs> Mister. Trying to kill yourself and others uh, by marinating. He's, you know, he's got, yeah, he's got to marinate it first. Others, I don't cook for people. This is no, just for my did. own. Suicide. You make deviled eggs at my house. Yeah, <laughs> that was the last time I made food for another human being. It looked like it was the first time you had made food for another human being. <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> I had been out of practice ever since I left the restaurant business. Oh, oh that's scary thought. Mm-hmm. Frank's like, you know, he likes to save uh, time for breakfast. He just stores raw eggs and meat in his mouth in the morning time and he just <laughs> puts them right in to the frying pan real quick. No, no, no. He doesn't have to bring in the frying pan. At, uh, at a perfect uh, 96.8 degrees, which is the inside of my mouth, an egg is cooked enough to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I sleep with it in my mouth first. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that makes that's sense. what we're talking about. Breathe through your nose. <laughs> Deep happen eggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a really weird Dr. Seuss book. 
blowing huge egg bubbles out of his nostril. (laughs) (laughs) And we did it. All right. Yes. Episode 101. We got back to gross. Back. We're in the good books now. (laughs) Finish the show off. Hey, bye. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) 